of TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. I'm so excited. Um, I have to thank co-host Peter Alden for putting together the fantastic promo for us um, with all our celebrity voices. I thought it might be a fun way to kick off the show tonight. So, tonight, it's June 3rd, 2019. My name is Krista Joy. I am your founder and host here at TCB Radio Network. I'm going to get everything lined up, I promise. Um, and we are celebrating the life and memory of Elvis Presley with a mission to share his legacy with the world. Tonight, we have some This Day in Elvis history, how Elvis might have felt about the new movie, Wedding at Graceland. And we also have stories from one of Elvis's pilots. Plus, we got a really cool video of Lisa Marie Presley treating her daughter with a song um, earlier in the week, Tiny Dancer on her 30th birthday. So some really cool current stuff. So, but first, uh, we've got the intro video for you like usual while we wait for some more friends around the world to join the podcast. If you guys would for me, don't forget to hit the share button. Let everybody know you're getting your Elvis news tonight on TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. And we'll just wait for a few more people to come in while the video place and then we'll be right back with some great news okay so here we go and hopefully i'll get this set up correctly so here we go helps if we have volume volume helps I know I'm a little disheveled tonight. If it looks like I'm disheveled tonight, it's because I am. (laughs) 
We got a lot going on around here. I am actually recording live tonight on the Anchor app as well. I thought it might be fun um, to put the show out as a podcast like we used to do. So if I can figure that out and get it up and running, um, you'll be able to catch your Facebook Live over the Anchor app as well. So um, if you haven't already, don't forget to hit the share button. Let everybody know that you're getting your news tonight on TCB Radio on Facebook Live. Let me say hi to some friends before we get going. Mike Durbin's here. Sissy's here. And of course, if you haven't already, you've got to join Sissy's group, the fantastic group that she's got going. 20,000 people strong now. The growth has been amazing. Uh, Elvis, find out what's happening then and now, Facebook group. Go, go check it out. Say hi to Sissy. Let her know we sent you. Hi to Linda from Cincinnati, Ohio. Bob Green is watching. Hello. Phyllis is watching, and uh, Linda is Sissy's neighbor. All right, I like that. That's awesome. Tammy's here. <laughs> Linda and Sissy are catching up. Peter Alden's here. Patricia Judd from Zebulon, North Carolina. Am I saying that right? That is so cool. What a cool name for a city. Uh, Mary's here from Watertown, Wisconsin. Terry Lee is watching all the way from the UK. Terry. It's got to be like the middle of the night there. Thank you so much for tuning in live with us. Oh, we've got a great group of friends here tonight for all this cool stuff. So I found this on Facebook this week, and I was double, triple delighted because you know that I'm a huge Disney fan as well as an Elvis fan. So whenever my paths or my worlds collide, um, I will put the posts over on Blue Suede Mouseketeers on Facebook. I started a little page just for myself, but people are kind of joining in. So if you're like both Disney and Elvis like I do, check it out, facebook.com slash Blue Suede Mouseketeers. So this was a great one for my Blue Suede Mouseketeers page. Did you guys know about this? Maybe you knew. Maybe it was just me that's late to the, to the uh, news. But the Orpheum Theater... Of course, if you've been to Memphis, you're probably familiar with it. It's a beautiful, I'm trying to move you over here so I look like I'm looking forward. It's a beautiful historic theater in the heart of downtown Memphis that plays host to the national tours of Broadway shows as they come through town, along with many other special events. In the early 1980s, a tradition sprung up from artists who wanted to leave their mark as they passed through town. The Orpheum's crew allowed stars to autograph the walls, which was eventually uh, termed the Diva Door. Kristen Barnett, Orpheum Theater Group's communications manager, told Southern Living Magazine. As time passed, the signatures became murals dedicated to each cast, and those murals have recently all adopted a common theme. Most casts that pass through paint a mural depicting their show with a distinct nod to Elvis Presley. Elvis, uh, of course, is Memphis' favorite son, Memphis's favorite son. And while these murals are backstage and not where the gen general public can see them, the Orpheum does regularly offer tours. And great news, Southern Living Magazine put together a video with these um, uh, little murals that are backstage that nobody can see unless you're backstage doing the tour. So I wanted to show you guys um, the, the slideshow video. It's super cool. And you'll see pretty quickly why I you know love it because Lion King came through. So of course they've got a Lion King mural with an Elvis nod. Um, there's quite a few Disney shows that have come through the Orpheum Theater 
Um, and therefore, those murals are Disney and Elvis all in one. So here it's already started. So let me go ahead and enlarge this for you guys so you can see it. This is a little tiny one minute, 45 second video. So check this out. I thought this was really, really neat. about that cool huh <laughs> so if you're listening to this episode on the anchor app you can check out our Facebook live to actually see that slideshow it will be posted um, also whoops, on our website tcbradionetwork.com so you can see that slideshow for yourself so that's the perk of watching live you get the videos too so um, pretty fun. So everybody, if you haven't already, don't forget to hit the share button. We got tons more people rolling in. Uh, we're so glad to have you with us live tonight for our Elvis news on TCB radio network on Facebook live. Super cool. So this is the really neat story that I found about Elvis's pilot. So he is going to be doing an event in Wisconsin. So he got this big write-up in the Wisconsin newspaper. Um, and I got to do a shout out for uh, Meg Jones at jsonline.com. She wrote this article and I actually reached out to Meg and asked her if he would share. She would share um, the pilot. His name, of course, is Ron Strauss if she would share his information with me so we could have him on TCB Radio Network. And she's, as we speak, reaching out to him, asking him if that would be okay. So hopefully we'll have Ron on the show. But in the meantime, here's this cool article. So here we go. He flew Elvis Presley 250 times, and he's got the stories to prove it. The King's pilot to speak at Oshkosh Museum in Wisconsin. Sure, there were the perks, flying a rock star around the U.S. in his private plane, free concert tickets, hobnobbing with celebrities, but there were also drawbacks like always being on call, extended time away from family, not being able to drink alcohol. Still, Ron Strauss loved flying Elvis Presley for two years in his four-engine jet, the Lisa Marie. How many pilots can list that on their resume? 
Strauss has experience piloting Convair 880 and 900 planes. So when Elvis bought a former Delta Airlines Convair 880 in 1975, Strauss was asked if he wanted to work for the King. And of course, just like Larry Geller, he did. And Strauss said it was a real hoot to meet Elvis. He's 79 years old now, and he said this in a phone interview from his Florida home. So here he is living in my home state. Maybe we could get him on video. That would be fun. Um, after he toured the plane, he introduced himself, and he said, Well, Ron, I guess you know who I am. I said, Yes, sir, Mr. Presley. He said, Oh, no, it's not sir or mister. Just call me Elvis. Strauss is speaking at EAA Aviation Museum in Oshkosh on June 20th, 2019. So if you're in Wisconsin, definitely want to go check this out. EAA Aviation Museum Programs Coordinator Chris, Chris Henry schedules speakers and events and tries to find interesting people with unique backgrounds. I was driving by Presley's Memphis home, Graceland, and I thought, holy cow, we need to get Elvis's pilot if he's still around, said Henry. Turns out he's an EAA member. With a radio call sign of Hound Dog One, the Lisa Marie featured a dining room that seated eight, a bed with a seat belt, a bathroom outfitted with a shower and gold-plated fixtures, four TVs, seven telephones, and a conference room. The Lisa Marie, named after Elvis's daughter, could accommodate 29 passengers and a four-person crew, two pilots, a flight engineer, and a flight attendant. Elvis bought the plane mostly to travel to concerts, vacations, and a home he owned in Palm Springs, California, said Strauss. The schedule was usually two weeks of concerts and then two weeks off back in Memphis. He would come in the cockpit every flight to say hello, except after the concerts, because they really took a toll on him, said Strauss. Um, I want to take a break right here. Um, speaking of the, El the Elvis Honeymoon House in Palm Springs, California, if you haven't already, you need to go visit um, this beautiful home. It's open for private tours. It's ElvisHoneymoonHideaway.com. And while you're there, you can pick up a calling card, a gift from us uh, here at TCB Radio. Um, they're wonderful friends and partners to us, so we hope that you'll stop in, get a tour, say hi to Michael and Laura, and pick up your card from us at TCB Radio Network. So go ahead and book your tour now. Um, it's ElvisHoneymoonHideaway.com. Okay, so back to the article. Um, it says, uh, where was I? <laughs> there it is. Okay. Um, Elvis would come to the cockpit every flight to say hello, except after the concerts, because they really took a toll on him, said Strauss. He gave us a talk before our first flight. He said, you know, I'm uneasy about flying, but I know I need you and the plane. Don't ever let anyone talk you into doing something you don't want to do, whether it's maintenance or weather. Strauss flew Elvis on 250 flights and managed to see him in concert about a dozen times. Strauss and the flight engineer would check the plane every day while in Memphis and ensure it was fueled up because they never knew when they would get a call. There were many times when he got a call at 2 o'clock in the morning that Elvis wanted to leave for some destination and the flight crew had to be ready to be airborne in 2 to 3 hours. Sometimes the crew would get a call to get ready and then Elvis wouldn't show up. One time Strauss was waiting for Elvis and his entourage to arrive at the airport but got tired and decided to take a nap. On the King's queen-sized bed. So here's the pilot on the bed on the airplane. <laughs> 
one of the security members woke him up and asked, what the hell are you doing on Elvis's bed? <laughs> I said I was tired, said Strauss. <laughs> the security guard told Elvis about Strauss's napping spot, and the singer later came up to the cockpit and told Strauss, I understand security got on your butt. <laughs> Anytime you're tired, you can sleep in my bed, the pilot recalled. That was really sweet. Elvis was a good guy. One time, Strauss flew Elvis to Denver for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which sounds kind of crazy, but of course, the owner of the Lisa Marie was not known for eating healthy or being stingy. Strauss recalled the sandwiches were expensive. Called Fool's Gold Loaf and made by a restaurant in Denver, the sandwich was in a hollowed-out loaf of bread filled with creamy peanut butter, grape jelly, and bacon. The son of the restaurant owner drove up to the plane on the tarmac with a couple of trays of the sandwiches. And Strauss said, of course, Elvis didn't give a damn about what it cost. I think they were $28 each. He just liked it, recalled Strauss. We spent a lot of time in Denver. We'd go to Vail because Elvis liked to ski. By the time Strauss was hired by Elvis, he had already flown cargo planes in Vietnam and was working for Nicaragua's Lanka Airlines when he was forced to fly 20 political prisoners to Cuba in exchange for the lives of people taken hostage by leftist guerrillas at a Christmas party in Managua in 1974. Strauss was supposed to fly Elvis to Portland, Maine on the evening of August 16, 1977 and had been at Graceland during the day talking to Elvis's father and getting bills ready. Late that afternoon, Strauss decided to go home to sleep before the flight. When he returned home, his daughter told him Elvis had been found dead. Strauss's crew, Strauss flew to California to pick up Elvis's ex-wife and others to bring them to Memphis for the funeral and took them back after the services. The flight back to Memphis was the last Strauss made in the Lisa Marie, which was placed on permanent display at Graceland in 1984. Visitors to Graceland and the adjacent museum complex can pay an extra $5 to see the Lisa Marie and a smaller jet star plane called the Hound Dog 2, which most do, said Christian Ross, an Elvis Presley Enterprises spokesman. Strauss had returned to Graceland a few times, including two years ago for events for the 40th anniversary of Elvis's death. He has also attended a half dozen EAA Air Venture gatherings in Oshkosh. After Elvis died, Strauss continued working for Elvis's father for a year before returning to commercial aviation, retiring from UPS. I enjoyed it, but it had some setbacks. You were on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We had to live in Memphis. You couldn't drink, so I just quit drinking, said Strauss. After Elvis died, I went back to flying passengers around the world, and I enjoyed that too. So it says here, if you go to this event in Wisconsin, Ron Strauss will speak about his experience as one of Elvis Presley's pilots at 7 p.m. on June 20th at the EAA Aviation Museum, 3000 West Pabrenzi Drive in Oshkosh. It's free for EAA members, $5 for non-members. So I hope you enjoyed that article. I sure did. And um, fingers crossed we will get to talk to Ron Strauss here on the show. Um, he is not an easy guy to get a hold of. I remember when I first launched the show trying to get a hold of him, and he's not online anywhere. So it's all right in on this reporter. She can help me out or not. So thank you again, Meg, um, for writing this fantastic article and writing me right back when I sent you that email yesterday. Thank you so much. 
So, and now we're going to take a quick break and uh, talk about our sponsors. If you're interested in writing your memoir, maybe you've had a fascinating life like Ron Strauss, or maybe your family or friends have told you you've had a fascinating life, you need to write a memoir, well, we hope that you will keep in mind Mimosa Publishing because they are offering a new memoir publishing package. They've got writers, editors, designers, all to work with you to create your own custom professional book. Don't worry about any of this stuff. They've got it all covered for you. The writing, editing, front cover is custom design, back cover, your author photo, interior design, paper and printing, shipping, 25 paperback books. You get all of this and more. The memoir publishing package starts at just $15,000 and they will convert your book to an ebook and an audiobook and post them for you to amazon.com. And you get the profits directly from sales of these books from Amazon.com. So there you go. You can make your $15,000 right back. Um, there's a link in the notes so you can vis visit Mimosa Publishing to find out more. And if you would for me, if you haven't already, I hope that you'll hit the share button. I want to say hi to Georgia. I want to say hi to Marion who just uh, logged in. Sharon Jones. Don Wilson, my bestie. He's here. Yay! Amanda Brown is here. Thank y'all so much. Oh, Teresa and uh, Peter is in the notes. Uh, Bonnie Davis is here. I know she's a huge Peter Alden fan, so uh, now's your chance, Bonnie. Type out your love to Peter Alden. He's in the other room looking at all of your comments. So uh, <laughs> there's Donna. Hey. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Share the video. All right, so this next part, speaking of Lisa Marie Presley, of course, Elvis's daughter, maybe some of you caught this, maybe you're busy like me and you didn't get a chance to see this yet, so this is why I've wrote it into the show tonight. Um, <clears throat> Lisa Marie treats her daughter with a cover of Tiny Dancer on her 30th birthday. That's right, actress Riley Keough turned 30 on Wednesday and to celebrate the big occasion, her famous mother, Lisa Marie Presley, sang Elton John's Tiny Dancer for her. Presley shared a video showing her daughter listening to a recording she and her younger siblings, 10-year-old twins, Finley and Harper, made of the song. At this point, Keo can be seen trying to hide tears as the song goes on. Lisa Marie put all this on her Instagram account. I was doing some, some PR work uh, earlier this week, and I'm finding out that more and more celebrities are on Instagram. They're not all on just on Twitter anymore, and Lisa Marie Presley is one of those. So this is a video that she posted on her personal Instagram account, and she wrote in the comments, Surprise birthday present from me and the girls was to record Riley and mine's song together, Tiny Dancer by Elton John, of course, which was emotional enough, but the bigger surprise was when the chorus kicks in, and her sisters are singing along with me. See the video of her totally raw reaction. Hope you enjoy watching. Uh, the video earned unanimous praise from Presley's followers, including famous ones as well. Keo is Presley's eldest child. She also has a son, Benjamin Keo, who is 26 now from her first marriage to musician Danny Keo. And she shares her twins with Michael Lockwood, who is her fourth and now estranged husband. With all the drama and everything else, it's still a beautiful video, so I wanted to show you guys in case you hadn't had a chance to see it. It's got almost 64,000 views on Instagram. You can look it up for yourself, but uh, I'm gonna show it to you again right here. So here we go, watch this.
it just plays again. <laughs> but you get the idea, right? Pretty sweet video. <clears throat> I love Elton John. He's one of my favorites. All right. So if you haven't already, don't forget to hit the share button. Um, we are just now to the fun part of the show, which is this day in Elvis history. So hit that share button. Let everybody know you're getting your Elvis history and your current news here on TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. June 4th was a big day for Elvis. He did lots of stuff. Um, number one, he performed at the Louisiana Hayride Municipal Auditorium in Shreveport. Uh, June 4th, 1956, which was the next year. Um, Elvis and Gene Smith flew to Los Angeles for the rehearsal of Elvis's second appearance on the Milton Berle Show. How about that? June 4th, 1958, once again, Elvis rented out the Roller Dome and the fairgrounds. He took his parents to see King Creole, bought a new red Lincoln, and got a haircut at Jim's Barbershop before a family photo session. Does that not sound like the perfect day to you? I just think that's phenomenal. <laughs> I got a haircut. I rented the Roller Dome and bought a Lincoln and took my parents to see my movie. That sounds pretty good for me. June 4th, 1958, Banner Day in Elvis's life. June 4th, 1960, Elvis was visited at the set of GI Blues by three Scandinavian princesses. In the evening, Elvis and his entourage, of course, went to several nightclubs. So to be in one of those nightclubs, Elvis is rolling in with three Scandinavian princesses and uh, a bunch of his friends, his guy buddies. Just imagine. Can you just imagine? That was um, in 1960. <clears throat> Fast forward 10 years, June 4th, 1970. Elvis began five days of recording at RCA Studio B in Nashville. Each day, he reported at 6 p.m. and worked until dawn the next morning. June 4th, 1973, Elvis attended screenings at either the Memphian or the Crosstown almost every night of the month until he had to go on tour again on the 20th. June 4th, 1975, Elvis performed at the Hoff Hines Pavilion in Houston. June 4th, 1976, Elvis performed at the Omni, Atlanta, Georgia. June 4th, 1977, Elvis pre presented Lincolns to both Kathy Westmoreland and Larry Geller for their loyalty. Pretty cool to get a car from Elvis, just imagine. So um, I want to thank everybody for watching live tonight. We've got so many friends from all over the world. If you haven't already, I know I say it a lot, but hit that share button. I need you to post this video to your personal uh, profile page to all your Elvis groups. Help us get the word out about the show. We really, really appreciate it. All right. So I think I mentioned on social media that we are div a divided household. Um, I absolutely love these Elvis movies that are coming out on the Hallmark Channel. Peter absolutely wants to vomit when he just thinks about them. <laughs> So, I curled up in my bed the other night and watched Wedding at Graceland. I know I'm not alone. I know that it did very well. Um, and so, hopefully, we've got some other Hallmarkies online tonight that watch the show. Um, I wanted to read you this article all about it because it's um, it's been a hot topic this week. So, um, this will be probably our last piece tonight. But Priscilla Presley revealed how she thinks, how she thinks, 
Elvis would have felt about Hallmark's wedding at Graceland. So this is a great article. Here we go. <clears throat> it's officially wedding season on Hallmark Channel. To kick things off, Kelly Pickler and Wes Brown returned to Elvis Presley's estate in Wedding at Graceland. The buzzed about sequel to their top-rated Christmas movie. The movie, which aired on Saturday, June 1st, gives Hallmark fans what they really want, a wedding at one of the most iconic homes, well estates in America, of course, Graceland. In the Christmas at Graceland sequel, Laurel, who is played by Kelly Pickler, and Clay, who's played by Wes Brown, have three weeks to plan their dream wedding at Elvis's Memphis mansion. Along the way, the couple deal with their difficult in-laws who have different views on what the actual ceremony should look like. But luckily, their love, along with Elvis's music, is strong enough to make it down the aisle. If those differences weren't enough, there's another tense moment, according to Kelly, when Laurel is debating which wedding dress to buy. To ease her stress, Priscilla Presley makes a cameo to give Laurel a much-needed pep talk. She's really the voice of reason while the couple is at the height of everything in the chaotic wedding planning process, Kelly tells GoodHousekeeping.com. If that's not sweet enough, the 73-year-old also shows off the actual dress she wore when she got married to Elvis in 1967. FYI, they had one child, Lisa Marie, and were married for six years. This has been a Lisa Marie show tonight. We mentioned her a lot of times. Kelly even revealed that the movie's wardrobe department made sure that Laurel and Clay wore a similar wedding dress and tuxedo during the wedding scene in Grayson's Chapel in the Woods to tie in Elvis and Priscilla. Even though the Wes and Laurel's love story is at the heart of the movie, Kelly says it's really about the incredible legacy Elvis left behind and Priscilla couldn't agree more. Elvis loved to show off Graceland and he would always say that he was the estate's first tour guide, Priscilla tells us. It was a private place for him because it represented what he had achieved, but he, when he wanted to expose its beauty. I don't know, I think they, they, they wrote that wrong. Anyway, wedding at Graceland would be one of those rare moments, claims Priscilla. So, in fact, she laughs thinking about how Elvis would have probably walked in on Laurel and Clay's wedding on his property. He had a great sense of humor and love surprises, especially when it came to love. There were a number of times that he would even go to the chapel in Vegas to check out who was getting married and surprise them, she recalls. Just like the King's larger-than-life legacy, Kelly Pickler isn't ready to stop sharing Graceland with viewers at home. While she says that a third movie is still up in the air, fingers crossed, she's optimistic that Hallmark fans will make it happen. Why? Because she sees palm trees in her future. Elvis loved Hawaii, so I'm thinking Laurel and Clay need to take a trip, she laughs. Honeymoon in Hawaii, perhaps? So this is just Kelly Pickler, and that's Peter, you know, literally trying not to get sick in the other <laughs> in the other room um so yeah so kelly wants to do a honeymoon in hawaii why not right so it was um i liked the movie i was so corny but cute at the same time and um i wanted to know if you guys would be interested i i contacted um the producer the director uh the lady that did kelly pickler's makeup for the movie and um, if you would like to hear from uh, some people that were actually part of the film like that, let me know. Send me a note if that would be interesting to you. We will have them on the show. Typically, it's only people that have known Elvis or uh, written about Elvis, things like that. But I thought it might be kind of a, a fun um, 
switch to interview somebody from the movie. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Um, hi, Gail from Texas. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much. Oh, and Janet's here. I want to mention Janet's group. Um, it's called... Oh, I know the name of your group, Janet. Janet has a huge group on Facebook as well. It's called the Cele Elvis Celebrate the Man and His Music. I think that's the exact... Type it in, Janet. I'm so sorry. Just drawing a mental blank. But I think it's Elvis the Man and His Music. So Janet has a really fantastic group on Facebook with thousands and thousands of people as well. And Janet writes those beautiful, thoughtful... Um, articles that I could never write on tcbradionetwork.com. So be sure to read all of those. I try to share them as I find them. She's she's like a ninja. She goes in there, writes an article, publishes it, and I don't find out until the next week or whatever sometimes when I go into the site. But definitely check out all Janet's articles. Um, she does a beautiful job. And Janet, we appreciate you so, so much uh, keeping us in mind. Janet is also trying to help us connect with some future guests. So thank you for that and keeping us in mind. She's, she's friends with everybody that knew Elvis, I think. And um, she's also trying to connect us with some future guests. So be, stay tuned because we've got some interviews coming up in 2019 um, that are really going to blow your mind. And as they start coming in, they're going to be coming in fast. And hopefully we can get them cranked out onto um, iTunes and everywhere else for your future enjoyment forever and ever. These people that um, have a close connection with Elvis. So... Um, let's see. Janet says she was there June 4th, 1975. She was there in the Hoff Heinz Pavilion in Houston watching Elvis in real life. Wow, that's phenomenal. Well, happy anniversary. Happy Elvis concert anniversary to you. <laughs> Peter hates Hallmark. Um, Andrea Kaczynski is watching. Thank you, Andrea, and thank you for the tip on Anchor. Um, tonight I'm recording the show live on the Anchor app. So I'm going to put that out and hopefully y'all can catch it uh, in the future if I can get it figured out. Uh, Don Wilson says he was also at that pavilion in Texas on June 4th and he also went to the June 5th show. That's right, you're from Texas. He says it's the first time he ever heard Elvis do Little Darling. How cool is that? There's also a YouTube video, I've heard it, where Elvis mentions Don Wilson from the stage. We have to find that clip and put it in one of our intros. That's pretty awesome, too. Lisa Adams, our friend from here in Orlando, is here. Hey, Lisa, thanks for watching. Um, Susan Pilgrim is here. A Touch of Elvis. That's your group, right? Touch of Elvis is Susan's group. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing the video to your group. That means the world to us. And Don and Janet are reminiscing about their concert in 1975. <laughs> Janet says, choke it back, Peter. The Hallmark movie was awesome. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Donna Long is here. Hello. Sharon Jones. Janet, a celebration of the man and his music. That's the name of your group. Facebook.com slash Elvis, a celebration of the man and his music. That's where you can find Janet's group. It is awesome, too. Um, there have been wonderful uh, supporters to us here at TCB Radio Network. Brenda Grimes is watching. Thank you all so much. You faithfully hung in there with me as I was a few minutes late tonight getting everything together. It is now, uh, we're now 45 minutes into the show, so I need to end here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for watching us live. I believe we will be back this Tuesday. As always, watch our event page. Um, once, as soon as I'm ready to commit to a Tuesday night show, I always post it on Facebook, so you're the first to know if you're following us on Facebook. 
We've also been a lot more active on Instagram and Twitter lately. I've put some cool stuff on both of those places and they're all different. None of them are quite the same, so I want you to follow all of them. We are at um, twitter.com slash TCB Radio Network, Instagram.com slash TCB Radio Network, and of course, as always, Facebook.com slash TCB Radio. Hope you'll catch us on all the social media. And more than anything, we appreciate you being here with us live on Tuesday nights. Um, I'm exhausted. I've been uh, working a lot this week and spent a lot of time making these notes. I appreciate you watching from all over the world. You guys are the best Elvis fans are some of the absolute best people in the world. And I, I have found that out without a shadow of a doubt uh, over the last almost three years now that we've been doing TCB Radio Networks. Thank you for watching. Share the video. I appreciate you guys so much. You've been a beautiful audience. We'll see you again real soon. Take care.